that certain topics of discussion may not be comfortable for all listeners. Certain viewpoints may not reflect those of our partners, sponsors, affiliates, our hosts, or that of our guests. We would like to encourage everybody to keep a respectful and open climate of discussion for all topics, no matter how disturbing they may be. So viewer discretion is advised. why we bring you the Bald and Bonkers Show. Hey everybody, boys and girls of all ages, welcome to the Bald and Bonkers Show. What do you Nick. say? Who's that Nick. you're looking at? Mike the Naked Bigfoot. I am I am hosting tonight with um with Chris. Chris, um, yes. they made the unfortunate mistake of asking me to come on and host with them tonight. Look, <laughs> I, look I wanted a legend in the paranormal to come on and show me oh, how God, it's done no. tonight. You know, I mean, we're talking <laughs> about a special location in the world, and why not have an amazing co-host to talk about this location, you know? <laughs> yeah, we're going to be talking about something really cool tonight. Um, oh, just to warn everybody. You may have heard the, the warnings at the beginning of the show. But uh, for those who are not aware of this, your humble guest host tonight does have the um, – and Chris can testify to this. Oh, yeah. I do I do happen to say for on occasion when I'm speaking. So if you have any small kids in the room, please ask them to leave or watch or wear headphones where they will not be exposed to the naughty language. Uh, because mm. not, I'm not saying it to to titillate. I merely say I merely use such language because it's part of my vernacular. Mm. <laughs> but I'll I'll try because I love the Bald and Bonkers guys so much. I will do everything in my power um, to limit the use of the word fuck tonight. So, <laughs> <laughs> look, it's an adult show. It's for over 18s anyway, and you can say fuck as much as you want. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, dude! No, uh, apparently "fuck" is not that is not the bad word. But when I use phrases like "rape ghost," that's what gets <laughs> me. <laughs> honestly, honestly, I loved I loved that one when we were talking about paranormal frauds. I loved the one when you came on. You were talking about the woman, and that that was that was that was the best, you know. <laughs> Yeah, apparently when I talk about rape ghosts, that's a bridge too far. But me saying fuck every other word is not. <laughs> and, of, and of course, and of course, Mike, you, you also play another special game, don't you? Yes, and we can play that tonight, everybody. Anybody's watching this show now, watching it live, and are not aware of the naked Bigfoot drinking game. Um, but every time you hear me, or even my 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 dearest co-host Chris say the following. Um, that's a story for another time, or that's a story for another day. Please take a sip of your adult beverage of choice. If you do not imbibe adult beverages, and please take a and want to play the game tonight, please take a sip of your non-alcoholic beverage of choice. And if you are yeah. drinking with us tonight, I do ask you because I'll guarantee you by the end of this show you will probably be drunk as frack. See, I didn't say another word. 
So please do not <laughs> drink and drive. <laughs> uh, honestly, honestly, I think tonight's going to be amazing because Mike has also researched this location and I've researched this location because I've downloaded a large quantity of ph- photography photographs of this location. So, Mike, where is the location we are discussing tonight? If I pronounce it correctly, it, it happens to be on the continent of Europe, um, yes. the country of Italy, more specifically. One of yeah. the lagoons, it's an island off and one of the lagoons off the coast of Venice, well, off the coast of Italy, Venice. Um, and it's known as, a, a, correct me, Chris, if I'm wrong, but it's pronounced um, Proveglio Island. Yes, it is. It's I actually had trouble pronouncing it too. That's why I gave it to you. <laughs> <laughs> I know just enough Italian to be an asshole, so I that's what. There you go. I've actually, I've actually downloaded a picture of it to show everybody our viewers. It is, and see, guys, it's not very big. When I call it a lagoon, it's because uh, that's what the, the fine folks of Italy call it. They have, of course, they're not a landlocked country, as everybody well knows. They have yeah. tons of coastline. But this is one of the smaller islands um, in the Venice area off the coast of uh of Italy, very it's actually very very small, but it has a very large and very pronounced and dark history behind it. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I mean, where will we start? What bar, part will we start? Will we start off with the plague, Mike? Well, we can start talking about you know because during the time, um, and this is true in just about every country that has a coastline and the islands off of it, whether it be in Europe. Um, Asia, and even in Hawaii with Molo, the island of Molokai. Um, every country <clears throat> during a certain point in its history, especially during when some of the large plague outbreaks, whether it be the bubonic plague, um, whether it be the Spanish influenza, um, right. they always had plague colonies, these various communities mm-hmm. did to isolate the infected from the non-infected, which pretty much was a death sentence for anybody that was sent to these, to, to these colonies, to these plague colonies. And this particular island was used as, um, I remember I mentioned Molokai and Hawaii here in the United States. Wow. That is actually the only uh, plague colony that we had here in the United States. And it wasn't exactly a plague colony. It was a leper colony. And, uh, I've actually spent a great deal of time on Molokai, and I'll have to do I'll have to do a show and talk about it later. But Molokai is a scary, haunted island. Um, lots and lots of islanders who were sent there they died at that leper colony, and the same thing happened here at uh, Proveglio Island. They were people were sent there um, to pretty much die to keep away from the healthy people, well, mainly because they didn't understand how diseases yeah. like that work. Um, just because you're isolating people on an island doesn't mean the infection is going to stay on the island. You're not getting rid of the infection; you're just getting rid yeah. of the infected. Yeah, I mean, I've actually, I've actually got some photography. It's not photography; it's obviously art. It's illustrations because they didn't have, you know, cameras in their days. I've been, uh, you'll know this one, Mike. Obviously, with the the, the plague mask. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. The um the plague mask, which were famous. Yeah. Uh, and if those who are not aware of how plague masks work, that, that long snout that was on them uh, was usually – it usually had – it was filled with um, something that was pleasant smelling. Yeah. Um, exactly, because it was supposed to only like, keep them healthy but also keep them from throwing up <laughs> and getting oh. sick from the smell of death and infection oh. that they were walking through, so – well, and they imagine? cover themselves, of course, from head to toe to keep from from making contact with someone. So, well, what was that? Actually, I was just going to say, here's actually you're talking about the bodies. There you go. There's obviously an artist illustration of the bodies. They would put them in the carts. They would take them to the waterfront. They would put them on a boat, and then they would take them to the island. Mm-hmm. And can you imagine what that looked like? I mean, seriously. That I mean. Been... They learned this mm-hmm. from their time with the Black Plague. Um, was during the during the Black Plague, the bodies built up built up in cities, 
and Italy was famous for this, especially Italy. They learned from that, that the bodies just kept building up and building up in the streets. Yeah. Um, that not only did they have mm. to deal with the plague, but they had to deal with the sickness that came along with the, um, all the dead bodies decaying out there in the, in the middle yeah. of the street. So yeah. that's one of the reasons why they chose to begin to ship the bodies mm. of the dead and the semi-dead um, yeah. to this island location to be, well, to, to be dealt with. Yeah, and it's actually, it's, I was reading something here, and I know you're going to be doing a show soon on vampires, aren't you? Ma- modern you vampires. Your, yes, modern vampires, but did you, read the, did you read the story about the vampires in Venice? About but about the island? But it was superstition then, it was when, when they were throwing the bodies into the pits, right? Some of them, because he decomposition they were break their bodies were breaking down because they were dead. Blood was coming out their mouth out their mouth. And the and their super superstition was that oh, what's the word I'm looking for? It was that it, they were scared obviously because they were on this island and there was so much death. And actually I've got a photo here of like a mass grave, right? And a lot of the archaeologists that have been digging up, they've found a lot of the skulls were like rocks. And their mouse. Mm-hmm. Now, and, and seemingly it was because the they thought they were vampires, right? And they thought they were going to come back. But here's a what do you think of this, Mike? Everybody. Oh, number one, it's completely tragic. Oh yeah. But you, you, it, there were no care to the burial practices then and to both the the cremation practices and dealing with the dead then. They didn't feel it they didn't feel it necessary to treat their bodies with um with no care. Respect. No. No respect, no care. And if you died in such a horrible fa- fashion with that plague and then your body was basically um was either burned or left to rot above ground yeah. or placed mm. in these huge charnel pits um, to decay amongst all these other dead, that creates insane amounts of crazy um, of energy that literally bases the soil yeah. around Yeah, <laughs> it bases the soil around them. Yeah. I mean, here's one of the pits. Here's one of the pits that's been recently, uh, it was workmen. I mean, there was somebody actually thought they could turn the place into a resort. And they actually dug away one of the tombs. They actually slid away a concrete kind of slab. And this is what they found when they lifted up. So many bones where they showed no care. They just had yeah. to, they had to get them off. They had to get them out of the ground, had to get them off the ground. And, um, yeah shove those bones away and they, they had no final rights behind them. Uh, I mean, it's something, and I have to use a modern reference. If anybody who's seen the original <clears throat> movie Poltergeist and yep. you've had all the, the bodies that were rising up out of the mm-hmm. um, swimming pool mm-hmm. that just been du- that was being dug, it reminds me of that, that all these, these corpses that were, um, that were treated horribly um, rising up out of the ground in these, these, Huge and horrible and uh, terrifying ways. And, you know, I have to think the people that opened up these makeshift crypts, these, um, you can't help to think uh, what they released when they did that. Oh, my God. Uh, Because as long as they were stoned up or walled up in some way or doored up in some way, they were, they were, they were confined. The spirits were confined to that area, but now they've opened it up. Yes, and you have all of these all these bodies that I doubt are ever going to find any real peace because no, they number one they can't be identified, and number two, no one's going to take time um, to to bury them properly with the proper rights behind them. I mean, that would take forever. That would take forever. It would unless you do it in mass, but. Well, they could do a true mass burial or or, or mass consecration, yes. but that's really hard to do on a place that has got a history of such yeah. violence and evil behind it. I mean, it's quite interesting you say that because it wasn't just the plague that was evil. I mean, there was the, the doctor on the island that liked to experiment with the... The residents at the that was a psychiatric hospital. I think it was from the eighteen hundreds onwards, and they used to like um, 
experiment. Throwing into oh. the skulls and stuff, yeah. <clears throat> he even he even would do it to himself to to alleviate quote unquote headaches. Um, he would put small holes into his own skull with that. So the legend goes about him um, yeah. that he did love to experiment on his subjects. And what made matters even worse, I think that not only did Venice or the country of Italy, they actually, in a sense, covered it up because when. People talked about the island or people being shipped to the island to these mental facilities. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. They told him, they were telling everybody that it, it was a resort island. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. I'm actually, oh, my if God. You went, there, you, you went there to get better. You went there, but you never came back. This yeah. was the island of Dr. Moreau in the worst possible way. If hell had a soundtrack, it would probably be this doctor's um, Well, I've actually got... I've actually got some photos of outside it and inside it. Now, obviously, people, this place is forbidden. I mean, the locals are afraid to go into this island because they say it's that haunted. And obviously, there has been ghost hunts on the island, famous ones, like, you know, ghost adventurers, but that's when they started off in their younger days. Was that, was that not their younger days before they, start, they all split up? That and, was in their <clears> younger <throat> days before they started making more and more archaeological discoveries yeah. about it until more records started being unearthed about the place. They only knew um, during the time that um, Zach and his crew were there, they only knew a fraction of what went on on that island. Um, yeah. And it's since the, the history has been pretty much much of the dismay of the I- Italian government. Um, this is a shame they cannot cover up like yeah, they I mean, had been in the past. You know, I was reading that. I was, I was reading an article on this, and this is what they were going to do a couple of years ago before the outbreak and stuff like this. They were actually wanting to turn it onto a port for the big uh, cruise ships to come along, and they were wanting yep. to, and so as it be like a big restaurants and a holiday park. Can you imagine building? <laughs> Seriously, can you imagine doing something like that? This is like Disneyland in hell, okay? This is this has become a macabre attraction. Uh, I'm I have to say I'm I am I'm both fascinated and disgusted by it yeah. at the same time. Um, I'm not saying that I wouldn't go on the cruise ship, and I wouldn't maybe take a tender over there to uh, huh? to visit that. I'm saying I may I would probably end up doing that. Um, but I probably wouldn't go over there on a tour with yeah. somebody going, and now we're walking. And as you can see, there's 50 schools stacked up here. This is something, if I went there, it, I yeah. would have to wander away from the tour group and explore the south by my, explore the island by myself. I yeah. couldn't do it as a, I couldn't do it that way. It would probably, it would bother me too much to do that. You see, that's really the thing. Now I know what went on there. Yeah. I would want to go on an investigation standpoint. But I would not go just as a tourist. Because I think it's not just that. It's all the people that's died there. It's like, you buy, there's the island, the, the burning island. That's a, that's a massive grave. And there's well, people that want to go there. I mean, it's, it's. And you have to remember the people, they cremated, um, both at the institution mm-hmm. and during the times of the plague. And also, during, it was also used, it was wars fought there during the Napoleon during Napoleon's era during the Napoleonic Wars. Um, they say that the soil, the topsoil yep. of that island, is forty to fifty percent human remains. Yep, it's composted yep. human beings. That yep. soil is. I yep. mean, you could probably grow some amazing marijuana. Oh my that God. You I mean, you could probably. I mean, you could. Can you imagine that if you grew some marijuana on that island, dude? Some good old pot. I mean, uh, can you, just trying to, dude. Just from telling people, I grew this in the remains of a human being. I grew this. Uh, you know, don't be putting in days, dude. I mean, dude, you, how you could sell that? That'd be some haunted pot, dude. That stuff would I, sell like that. You would be uh, rich beyond you. People would be beating down your door to get some of that bud that you'd be growing on the island. I know, I know, I'm probably going to burn in hell for what I just said. But I'm trying to be practical here, you know? Well, here's an interesting picture. Here's an interesting picture here. This is obviously the outside at first. I mean, look look how overgrown that is. Look at the vines. It's it's just 
nature's trying to take it back. It's trying to take it back. It's like nature's trying to hide the 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 shame that is there, trying to hide yeah. the misery that is there. Um, it's I trying mean. to cover it up. It's trying to cover up the decay there. And here's that's what I feel one. when I see that. And then that. Um, it looks innocuous when you look at it. It looks almost bright and cheerful. But can you imagine yeah. when the sun goes down, how that energy Ooh, changes? Oh, yeah. How, when the when the shadows get long, when the the sun moves away from that window, <laughs> how dark that room is. Oh yeah, absolutely dark. And here's another one. This this looks like it just looks like a portal to hell or something, doesn't it? It, just it really like... does look like a doorway to some place you really don't want to go. Um, I'd have to say, I would really have to screw up my courage to go through that. But you can see, again, nature around it is trying to cover up the sins of that island. Um, yeah. But to no great effect, because we have people are there exposing the sins of that island, which I think it's is like, a good thing. And see, that's just bad there. Oof. See, that's obviously... I was trying to figure out what that was. I mean... I don't know what that is ending the chat. What is that? I don't know. It's like something weird chambers. I don't think it's a crematorium. Are you sure about that? Because look at it could be it could be a wellness chamber, but the the doors are too thick on it. It could be a wellness. And for those who don't know, um, old Victorian, you know, medical psychiatric quackery, um, wellness chambers were not good. Um, oh, yeah. They cause more damage than good. But you ha- look around the inside of how that's lined. Does it not remind you of yeah. like something where you'd have gas come in, like the and 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 cremate a body? I mean, that it really really strikes me as a um, see that's as right. a cremation that's, facility. I sat and studied this for actually a while. I, I actually searched it and I couldn't really find anything on it because I've actually this is not the only one of this. It looks weird because you've got like a chamber. That would take and look the at the things that actually roll up inside of it there. Yeah, um, yeah, that's like they would like they would hold body parts. I mean, it really does. Now it can also, you know, it could also be their form of a washing machine too. But I strongly mm. suspect that's yeah. some sort of crematorium, that that's okay. some sort of of cremating facility. If nothing right else, to to burn the the flesh from the bones and. And then stack the bones the way they were stacked. Maybe so. that's what it, maybe that's what it was. Maybe it was nearly like a, a a real crematorium. It got rid of the flesh, and left the bones. Then they the and bones see that would be the biggest. See, that'd be the biggest problem for them is the flesh when all the um mm-hmm. the rotten decay from that would be the biggest problem with that. There's a lovely snake one there, you know, and that gives you that shows you what it's like because it's brick it's brick lined all the way around about it. But you know that's classic Venetian architecture too. If you look, if you look at it, it's actually quite oh, yeah. beautiful. Um, yeah. With all the tall uh, floor-to-ceiling windows, I mean that's yep. classic Venetian architecture. <laughs> it's abs- and with the way the stonework works around it too, it's absolutely beautiful. But at the yeah. same time, you see where the water is lapping up against the bricks. How dark that water is around it. Oh, yeah. um, that just gives you a hint of what you know, whatever whatever horrible things are now you know permeating the soil. They're now leaking into the the water around it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just all bad. It's just all bad. What do you think of this one? That's beautiful. Again, that's another. That's another. You know what? That this is what would be. This is me if I, I'm looking at this like if I was walking through and touring it. Yeah. The first thing I would say was this is actually a beautifully built room. It's absolutely yeah. gorgeous. This room is. Um, but then you think about that you have all you're surrounded by all this beauty, but then you have all this horrible things that this doctor did to these peoples in this building around yeah. all this beautiful stuff, and it goes from being beautiful to hideously beautiful, tragically. Can you imagine? Can you imagine how that changes at night? Oh yeah, that gets so dark. <laughs> but you see, there's not there's only light on either side of it, behind it, and in front of it. So when the sun went down there and you'd have just the flickering light that would be in there, that would be absolutely terrifying. That would yeah. be suffocatingly terrifying. Yeah. Here's another one. Tell us what you think of this one. You can well, see the veins spook- again. Dude, that's yeah. just spooky as fuck right there. <laughs> but you um, think that, <laughs> I'm just saying that's just spooky as fuck. I yeah. have unfortunately walked down 
places like that where, where nature was trying to conceal the sins like that of a, of a place like that. But that's a story for another day, boys and girls. Everybody, everybody, cheers, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Take your sip. Um, Take your sip, everybody. But, but it never fails that you, that, that, you know, the natural world tries to, to cover up the, 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 <clears throat> hideousness and the inhumanity that mankind has done to itself. Uh, Nature always comes back to try to cover that up. And I'd never understood the weird symbiotic relationship that nature has with that, but it's there. If there's somebody out there, please explain that to me. Mm -hmm. Please send an email or a message to Mike, the Naked Bigfoot. He's on Twitter. Um, please visit his channel also, and he'll tell you some tales of when it, the, the, the video he did the other night was awfully good. And you tell us about your suitcase you carried about with you, but we'll, that's a story for another time. <laughs> that's, that's definitely a story for another time. I sold drugs, but they were not they were not synthetic. They were, they were all natural. They were all, they were all natural. natural. <laughs> I only deal with natural drugs. Yeah, here's here's an an interesting one. Now, this this does look creepy. And you see, that just, <clears throat> that feels like something bad, you know, something bad has happened there. It does oh, yeah. when you look at it. Even with, no matter how much light comes through, look at look at how bad it is. And notice yeah. it's not, it doesn't have nature creeping in through those broken windows either. Even nature avoids this area. Um, that yeah. the, the animals and birds and stuff that live on that island are avoiding this area right here. So something bad has gone on here. Something really, really bad that stained this place. Oh yeah, I found one that's quite interesting actually, and it's a wee bit of darkness to it, but it's also I think it's got like a bit of lightness to it. Here, take a look at this one. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you know what that first reminds me of when I see it? When I look at what? that, what's that? That looks like some M Night Shyamalan shit right there. That is some. That's a scary staircase. Right there. <laughs> and does it's got that kind of weird kind of vibe about it, hasn't it? I mean, it's. It does. It really does. Um, it doesn't yeah. look like it was even a cheerful place back when it was being used and being kept up. It doesn't look like it was cheerful at all. It looks quite the opposite of that. In fact. It, it really, it, there's a series called American um, American Horror Story. There was one called um, the second season. It was called um, <clears throat> God with the Insane Asylum. That's and the Insane, yeah, the Insane Asylum. It, that reminded me of the center of the Insane Asylum with the um, staircase there. There was nothing. I haven't seen all the pictures yet. Positive I've about lots. that. I've got lots, and I know I like to cheer you up. You know. This is quite an interesting one. This is now obviously it's a real photograph, but I, photography wasn't around, and I would say the seventeenth century, but it wasn't the eighteenth. Was it the eighteen fifties? Photography was invented. So this is when I'm thinking this must. Well, have been it went took. from the camera obscura, <clears throat> where the whole it went from a camera obscura to an actual type of photography with a with yeah. cyanotype and such. <clears throat> um, this is interesting. See, that. and that's a daguerreotype right there. Um, mm-hmm. And that's just frightening right there altogether. Uh, there's no joy in that room whatsoever. Um, no. For those, those, I really advise you to look up what the daguerreotype was. Cause the daguerreotyping was actually done originally for things like this, um, right. for medical facilities and uh, for battlefield photography, daguerreotyping was. The bad thing is uh, the garotyping, um, the chemicals used in that usually kill the person that went in, uh, early in their life. But that's a story for another time. Uh, you do not, you do, Drink. You do. <laughs> for those who are not aware of this yet, I do like to ramble when I talk. I like to so go off like, a little side. I wanted you in. <laughs> Here's an interesting one for you, mate. Mm. <clears throat> Look at that chair right there, dude. I know. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that just that just tells you, you know, something bad happened in there. Somebody got fucked up in that room right there. Yeah. And you see the and you see the vines starting to come through the windows there. Yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine how claustrophobic it would be if you went in there and it was at night and you there's no light coming through those no. through those vines whatsoever? How completely terrifying that is. Oh, yeah. 
Well, can you also imagine how completely terrifying it was for anybody who was committed to this place? Um, oh and they God. were sitting in a chair like that by themselves in a room like that with only a few windows like that looking out into pretty much nothing. I mean, that island was so small. It still is so small. When you looked out the window, you were in a prison. Yeah. You were you, oh, you yeah, were on the Venetian version of Alcatraz. There was no way for you to escape. I know. I mean, you <laughs> think about it, Mike. You're in there as a patient, right? Like, you're in there as a patient. Can you imagine the spirits walking through the hallways? And they're like, oh, I can see spirits. And the doctor's like, don't be stupid. Take them up what? to the special room where they do experiments yeah. on them. They get another hole drilled in their head. Um, or they go through, you know, cold and hot wraps in an ice bath. I mean, all kinds of horrible things would happen to them because up to the point before, like you said before, before it became a mental institution, um, and I say those words with, you know, in quotation marks because Mm. it's, it was, it was an asylum in the worst way that was disguised as as a medical facility to get people well again. Yeah, and, and right by you know by Doctor um, by their version of Doctor Mengele, yeah. who yeah. like experimenting on people. So that that's what I did read when I was learning about this place. A lot of families that had kids with learning disabilities were sent to this island, and they were medical. They done medical experiments on them, and this is Down syndrome kids and stuff like that. They used them for medical tests just to see what they could do to them. I mean, the horrors of that must... I mean, that's worse than the Nazis. Well, dude, you know, they did that in, in Virginia, <clears throat> Kentucky, and North Carolina uh, with mm-hmm. the hill folk, with the mountain folk, with the people here that's in Appalachia. Right. They actually... Not only did they sterilize large groups <clears throat> of um, of mountain folk so they would never procreate or... You know, but they also uh, the ones who were not as educated as they thought they'd be, they labeled as dumb as a as a a psychiatric term, dumb, which meant they were uh, their form of a form of mental retardation. And they took them to some of these, especially here in Virginia, there's a very large Virginia here in southwest Virginia where they did experiment on people they considered uh, mentally ill or mentally disabled. Uh, and they did that to a lot of the mountain folk they brought there. They brought them there and did horrible, horrible experiments yeah. to them. So I can only imagine what would be like if you were a member of uh, a family and then the family looked at it and said, well, you know, there's obviously something wrong with you, so we're going to send you away to, oh, yeah. you know, a place to get better at, knowing full well that they're sending their loved one off to a place to die horribly at. Yeah. Here we have another picture. See, I think this is the, the laundry room or something like that. There's like a washing machine or something in the corner there. Now they did a lot of, um, they did a lot of, um, oh, I got to use the fucking term right because it's not coming out of my head correctly right now. Um, they did a lot of water therapy to people there too. Yeah, and some things like this were used to immerse people in, and. Hydrotherapy, there we go. Damn, why was it so fucking hard for me to use the word hydro? Uh, you know, they took them for hydrotherapy, and that kind of reminds me of a place where they would take someone to to do hydrotherapy to. And pretty much it was, you know, the their version of the psychiatric version of waterboarding people um, to make them to make them better, <laughs> to make them sane. that again? They put them inside like a tanky water and then they shut the door. And it was pitch dark, and the water was all round about them, or something like that. And after like a little while, you don't know if you're like floating, and you don't know what's happening. It's because there's no time. It's, it's, it's sensory <clears throat> deprivation chambers. They would put people in there, and those would literally drive drive people insane being in those sensory deprivation chambers. So if you weren't crazy before you went in there, I mean, you have nothing. You have no contact physically. I mean, all five of your senses are officially muted. Um, and all you have is your own mind and your own thoughts to 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 dwell on, and that will drive you fucking crazy all by itself. Oh, yeah. So. Oh yeah. So think yeah. of the madness that was created the there. The utter madness. If you weren't crazy when you went in there, you were crazy, you know, 
very shortly <laughs> after acute treatment. So, I'm just going to check the chat. The other look at the chat. People in the chat. We'll, we'll take some questions in a little while, guys. I just want to get through these uh, pictures, you know, because I've just got that. I've just got that many pictures I want to show Mike. Because I think, you know, I mean, this one's quite interesting, and it's like, what's your first thoughts when you see this? I actually think the way it looks now, it's quite beautiful the way it looks mm-hmm. now. But I'm picturing in my head, take away nature that's coming in there to cover that all up. Yeah. How stark, mm-hmm. how stark that room must have been. How hard mm-hmm. that stone room must have been. Um, can you think of, you know, the amount of, you know, rage and anger and insanity that, that just coats those walls around it, that these plants are feeding off of now. I mean, those plants are, they're, just for those who don't know, that the natural world absorbs, you know, yeah. energy from the, from the unnatural world as yeah. it grows. And it's growing in a place of where there's all this evil and death and rage and violence. So these plants are, are soaking that all up. I would never pick a fucking flower and take it home with me from that place. I'm just saying that. And that's why I was thought, I've always thought that. I've always thought that. I've always that's why you should that never take flowers from a gravesite. You should never take flowers from a gravesite. Ever. I've always wondered that. Because I've always wondered, right, say you go to like a battleground, right? And say there was 20,000 troops died in that battleground. And there's flowers growing. You think, oh, what pretty flowers those are. I'm going to take some of them home to my wife. That can be a bad idea because obviously you could be taking home some of the Well, dead. you know, when you think about the, the classic form of a... You're taking home something that could turn into something bad. You're taking something that's been... that was grown in a place that was watered with someone's blood, that mm-hmm. was watered with anger, that was watered with despair. And it now dwells within this plant. It's nourished this plant. So it's going to, as it fades, when you take it home and as that plant fades, it's releasing all that negative energy that it's it's absorbed from its surroundings into your house. And that can do a lot of things to you. It can make you sick. It can make you hallucinate. Um, it can actually make you have moments, it's phantasmagoric moments. It's a big mm. word, folks. You need that to is look a big up. word. Oh, that's like, huh? <laughs> that is, that's um, a big word, you know. But, yeah, but phantasmagoria, phantasmagoric moments, is um, where for very brief moments, the world around you is not your world anymore. It becomes the past. You You experience a past moment that assaults all of your senses. To you, it's completely real, but it's actually a phantom moment that's happening. But it's assaulting all five of your senses at the same time to where you believe it. it's happening. You're immersed in it right at that moment. And it's not until the moment ends is when you realize that this was never really happening. But at the time it's happening, your senses are telling you this is real. You're in it. You're no longer in your time. You're no longer home. You're experiencing this. And Shit like that happens, and it's utterly yeah. terrifying. See, I had I had somebody steal a gravestone one time. Really? Yeah, they stole a gravestone. They were, they were they were goth kids, not the South Park goth kids, but they were <laughs> dumbass. They were dumbass. Dumb, they were a dumbass goth family. They stole a headstone, and they had it on display um, in their living room, and they were having these these phantasmagoric moments, like they were standing. They'd be in the room, and then suddenly they're on a scaffold being hung. Um, and what they were experiencing was the death of the person whose stone that was, and they were uh, somebody that was hung for a crime they'd committed. Uh, and they were hung, and they were experiencing the effects of being hung almost on a nightly basis. They would, they would, when it ended, they they were still gasping for air, and they could still feel. You could still see rope burns around their necks. Um, and they asked me what was going on, and it didn't take me long to figure out that, hey, where the fuck did you get that tombstone from? <laughs> but God. they were having a phantasmagoric moment, which was getting more intense and more intense every day. And I do believe that if they had left it in there without removing it and returning it and apologizing for returning it, 
um, all that energy and rage that was coming from it would have eventually killed them. And I think when you take flowers from a grave, you're bringing some of that tragedy home with you. And it could, it could hurt yeah. you. It could hurt you. It'd be, it's quite interesting, right? I know, but just listening to this, right? There's something that's popped into my head that I've always thought about, right? In Holland and France, they grow a lot of flowers for sale in shops, right? Mm-hmm. But a lot of those flowers are growing where the World War One battlefields was. Could they, in theory, have the energy of the dead soldiers? Yeah, you could take some of that tragedy home with you. And you can yeah. experience, while it's in your home, before it dies, you could be experiencing, as that as that flower slowly fades and dies, um, or worse yet, if you have a tree that was grown in that soil and you plant it in your yard, then you're never rid of it. Um, but as that, as that flower dies, it's releasing that energy into your house and into you personally, and it will affect you. The most minor thing it'll do is make you sick, and you have no idea why you're sick. Except for that, you know, once that flower is dead and gone and that energy has been expelled into your house and it begins to fade, you start feeling better. And you'll think maybe you had like um, the green apple splatters or something, but actually you have a version of what's called ghost sickness. My God. I need to do a show about ghost sickness. Yep. And that's a story for another time, everyone. <laughs> that's a story for another day, guys, boys and girls. Ghost sickness. It's actually a real thing, ghost sicknesses. It's been documented for centuries, ghost sickness. It's been called many things, but it's it's called ghost sickness, where the the dead can literally, the dead and things associated with the dead and the paranormal can actually make you sick. Um, What do you think about this photo? Now, I've been sitting, I think this has something to do with the laundry, right? Because it is a big ass rolling thing. It's not as if they put someone through that because they'd be very <laughs> You know what I mean? Well, it's, it's not a giant uh, joint rolling machine or something like that. You know? no, I, think it, yeah, I know. It looks like a press. It looks like it looks like a laundry press. Like yeah. you would go through it after yeah. you wash something up. Yeah. Um, it, but look at all the cloth around it. It's in tatters and everything. Yeah. Um, it's just, It's so surreal to look at that. Because you know they didn't have uh, some of the some of them probably some of the more sane people worked in places like that. Um, yeah, you know, the psychiatric that institute uh, that mental facility didn't have that many workers at it. Uh, the ones they did have with them were pretty much um, Doctor Frankenstein's version of Igor running around doing whatever he said to do. Um, but they also helped spread the stories and the rumors about that doctor as well when they when they would leave the island to go home. Um, yes. And tell the stories about the stuff that he did there. I mean, why, why don't you tell everybody about that stuff? Because that stuff's just crazy. I mean, I've actually got a, a photo of the, the place he had bricked up, the, the clock tower. That looks really? beautiful, but... He was... It is beautiful. But you know what? The most tragic things are usually the most beautiful. Um, and you see, this is this was modern Venetian architecture. It was absolutely yeah. gorgeous. Stunning. But you have you have all that light there, though, to help illuminate the horrible things that he would do, um, cutting into people. Um, you know, one of the and even during the 17th century and so on, uh, it was considered. Um, it was considered barbaric to drill holes into people's skulls to to okay. release the pressure. Um, yeah. But he did it. He did it. Um, and think of it this way, because there was actually, I can't think of what it was called. Uh, you can actually take a nail gun and put, I think, <clears throat> from what I, I saw, you can put about 25 to 30 nails in someone's skull to penetrate their brain before they die. So you can imagine how many holes he could put into somebody before they died. Oh my god! I mean, and I, they I, were they were alive, and it changed them. I mean, because your brain controls everything about you, and it changed them. But they were completely aware of everything that happened to them when he did it. So, oh my god! Yeah, that's just that. That is that's quite bad. Here is a picture of the obviously the tower in question. How it was all bricked up. Now he was supposed to. One or two things happened. This is how you know this. You know this doctor died. Um, 
some say, as the legend goes, I have to say it that way, as the legend goes, um, he was, he either jumped from there and committed suicide, or that it was the spirits of the place seeking revenge that, that took him up the steps to the top of there and flung him from the top up there. Either way, he met a most just end. But I think his soul is probably still there in oh, yeah. some sense of the word. Um, it makes you wonder if it's torturing the souls that are trapped there. Well, they were terrified of him. Um, how could you not be terrified of him? So I'm wondering, would you still be terrified of his spirit if it still walked the halls, wanting to, you know, wanting to do, ex- oh. wanting to continue to do experiments? And then these spirits, would they hide from him, from his spirit? Or would they gather together and and make him relive him being tossed from that tower every night? That's something fascinating. I wish somebody would go there and, you know, some a really good and an actual medium would go there. Yeah. And uh, that who didn't mind losing their mind for a brief period of time. So I'm pretty right. sure any I good can... psychic medium who went there would probably fucking lose their mind within five minutes. So. Well, there you go. That's for someone in the chat that's a, a good friend of mine, and she's a really good medium. Her name's Lisa Fry. Uh, she's mm-hmm. in the chat there. Lisa, you need to go to Venice there, your holidays. Michael, come with you. I'll come to you, but me and Michael stay in the mainland. You know, we'll have tea and coffee and stuff like that. <laughs> We'll check in on you once the screaming stops. So. <laughs> here is an actual interesting picture here, right? And it's obviously an artist illustration because they didn't have cameras, right? So this one's quite interesting. What's your thoughts on that? Or what it does it not like? look like one of the old steel factories just looking at it? It does. Um, which I think makes it look, which makes it look even more menacing how cold that place is. But if you look in front with the gondolas of the people going by, it, I mean, yeah. this was not that far off from Venice, for God's sakes, out there yeah. in, the, in, in the Venetian lagoon out there off the coast of Italy. I, uh, people, could, people could Somehow. see that. Can you imagine going by on a gondola and you're hearing people shrieking in agony there? There you go. Yeah, that's exactly. the map, yeah. And here is a short of it and you can see how close it is to Venice exactly it's right there in the the Venetian lagoon I mean it's right up the coast so people it was a it was you would have to go out of your way to ignore what was going on there Um, it had to be it had to be their dirty little secret for centuries you know I mean it I mean again going back to Napoleon during the Napoleonic Wars he saw it as a tactical, you know, location for, for hiding oh, yeah. weaponry at and munitions at until it was discovered and the island was attacked and you had hundreds of people die again there on the island. Yeah. Um, it, that island is, is, was, you know, baptized in blood from its conception. Nothing but death and misery from the beginning. Death, misery, and madness from the beginning. Yes. Um, if there was a way just to... to to let that island drop into the ocean like Atlantis oh, yeah. never to be seen again, I think it would be best. Well, well, the last photo I have is actually an artist's illustration of that doctor doing terrible things to patients. It's like what was done to patients there, and I think you'll find this interesting, Mike. See, going into the head. Um You've got a nun, obviously. Is that a nun in the top corner? See, and then see, that was what was bad because a lot of, and I'm going to use quotation marks around this, modern, uh, during that time, what they considered yeah. um, modern medicine and modern psychiatric treatments went hand in hand with um, a lot of religious beliefs with the Catholic Church as well. Again, yes. you're talking about Italy, you're talking about Italy, you're talking about Rome, you're talking about the Catholic Church there. Um, and they, they, the, the priests and nuns dealt with the religion. They were there to help heal the, the spirit, the soul, while the mm-hmm. doctor was there to perform these ungodly, inhumane experiments to save their lives, to save their sanity. And they worked hand in hand. They paid witness to the shit that happened. And they, they, they didn't, 
you know, they didn't condemn it because, you know, they probably were paid well not to condemn it. They were paid well to hide that dirty little secret. So Yeah, and they're still hiding it. They're still hiding that secret well, to dude, this day. You have to remember, too, the it was the church that it was the church that was behind turning that into a plague island in the first place and turning it into a plague colony in the first place. Uh, the church ran most of the governments then, and they were behind. You know, a lot of this is true. If you in a lot of the European plague colonies, mm-hmm. Asian plague colonies, even the one here in the United States, the mm-hmm. one here in the United States on Molokai was started by a, a Catholic priests. Um, that were there, and nuns, um, they were created by the church at the time to to help, you know, heal the sick if they went there. Yeah. They were, they were sent there to be preached to and died, and they died. Oh, yeah. So. I mean. Sorry. Had to get off was, of my soapbox there for a minute. That was weird. That, I heard somebody's voice there. Did you not hear that? No. That was at 50, that, I would say 50 minutes in, MD heard that in the chat, that was weird, because it was like someone was agreeing with you. Not surprised, like, there's so yeah. many, there's, the air is so charged right now from these thunderstorms, it's, it's giving things life around here that um typically would be a lot more, most things would be a lot more mellow, but... During these powerful thunderstorms that we've been having, the that elemental energy has been giving them a little bit more, making them a little bit more animated than they fucking should be. That's what I was going to ask you. Do you think there's any evil entities on that island, or do you think there's any like elementals that are passed off about how the island's been treated? You know, madness does is mad is madness and despair considered evil. Or is madness and despair um, the seeds of evil that that creates evil? Yeah. Um, I think it's a little bit of both. I think the again, I, I, the natural world has been that's uh, that exists on that island. What little bit of the natural world that exists on that island um, has been soaking up and been bathed in you know centuries upon centuries yeah. of of evil acts of despair yeah. of blood of rage of madness mm-hmm. true madness there as well um it's twisted it's twisted i know a lot of that plant life there i wouldn't consider it even natural anymore after being twisted for all these centuries it's it's become something more unnatural than natural um i'll tell you what i wouldn't want to drink any tea made from tea leaves on that island to put yeah. it that way, um, yeah, no, yeah. I mean, I'm looking at a picture at the now in the old iPad there, and it's it's just got like a, I don't know. It's just it's got like a kind of warning feel about it. It's it's like because I I read I watched a video last night about where this guy was interviewing the fishermen that fish round about the island, and they're afraid that they'll catch any fish from around the island because yeah. of obviously how you were telling me about the flowers. They've been growing or taking anything home from a graveyard. They, that's why they're afraid. Because it's they. I mean, the fish are 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 everything in the natural world is twisted by what's happened on that island, and that extends into the ocean around it as well. Uh, the funny thing about water is you can it can water itself is in both in the supernatural paranormal world and in the natural world and in the regular world um, yeah. is the greatest and universal solvent. It dilutes um, negative energy. It can only go out so far from the island before it's diluted and dissipated by the water around it. And that's why, like you said, the fishermen don't get that close to the island because they don't want to catch fish that are close enough to soak up all this evil that's coming off of that island. Um, all this despair and negativity right. that's, 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 just, that's just pouring off that island into the water around it. Yeah, it's. Would you ever like to go, Mike, to the island? I would like to go and get a few bags of dirt. Oh my god! I know that Okay, it's for two two reasons. Commercially, I can grow pot in it and sell the pot. 
And all, well, three reasons. Second reason is as a practicing as a practicing Hungan to have soil yeah. like that that's so charged with um so charged soil like that would be great in various rituals and yeah. um, that I could do with it. It would also be a curiosity that I would put in a um, a box to open up and look at on occasion uh, to remind me of how evil, true evil, can exist in this world and how it can permeate itself into the stones and the, the soil around us. Yeah. Plus the fact that it's 50% people. I mean, it's composted people, the topsoil, yeah. for God's sake. So yeah. what the fuck? You know, yeah, exactly. Jesus, tap dancing Christ. Exactly. Like I, I said, mean, it probably grows some amazing pot. Some absolutely, <laughs> I could sell the. Fu- I would call it a um, ghost pot or corpse pot or some. I'd have some fancy name oh for it. Oh my god, just, dude! I would sell the specter pot. I would sell the specter mud. I would sell the shit out of that stuff. And I'm pretty sure that would it. This I can imagine the stuff you would see when you'd smoke it. It would you be know, probably the most terrifying trip. You've probably gave someone a great idea. They're thinking to themselves right now. They're thinking, gain something that island. No one ever really goes there anymore. And especially <laughs> the Burning Island. No one ever goes there. I'm going over there tonight in my own boat. And we plants. <laughs> and grow yeah. you some pot. <laughs> Start your little colony of <laughs> I, I don't. I mean, <laughs> I think eventually that island will disappear like Venice. Because Venice is slowly starting to disappear. It's slowly being swallowed up, Venice is. Um, yeah. But you know, that's been happening for a very long time. <laughs> but I think that island is probably got a life unto itself now. Yeah. All that misery is probably giving that life, giving life to that island. I think that that island, and that's what I would, in all honesty, and all, you know, bullshit yeah. to the side, that island is probably, it probably has a, I'm not going to say that it's sentient, but it's probably mm-hmm. aware of you, that island is, when you step on that island. Because um, you cannot have that much uh, human life, yeah. you know, being absorbed by that island for it no. not to become more sentient, before something to, for something not to happen to that island itself. I, um, yeah. I don't think it'll ever be clear to the souls. I mean, yeah, you can. No probably knock it down, you could probably dig it up and move the stuff and dump it in deep water and that would still be there, the wee hump in the water would still be there, but I don't know what well, you know what, Chris, I think if you ever try, if they ever tried doing that I think something really terrible would happen to the people doing it yeah, um, like I said, I think that island has a life of its own now, and I think it would do some really bad shit to people, it would make some really bad stuff happen and I would not want to be part of that crew that would go there, a demolition crew to go there and do that. Because I think you're going to have a lot of people that are going to, you know, there will be a lot more blood coming out of a lot more people watering the ground there if they went there with the intent of tearing it down. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's, it's one of the things, what do you do with something like that? You know, it's, 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 in, it's in Venice, and Venice is obviously a major tourist attraction. Eventually, that's going to the buildings are going to completely collapse, and it's got to become quite an eyesore, right? Well, you know, somebody is going some somebody is going to end up buying that property, oh yeah, or investing in that property, and they're going to turn it into something. Um, they're going to turn it into something, you know, positive. They're going to try to turn it into something positive. Build an actual because the island is so small, but you could still build yeah. a hotel out there. You could still build yeah. something out there, some kind of attraction out there to bring yeah. people there. And I think that island is going to eat up anybody who oh, does oh. that who comes there. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. That that island is is, and you know what? And rightfully so, because the people of Italy knew what was going on there. They knew what was happening there. They need to have that there to remind them of their past and to never let it happen again in the future. They need that constant reminder out there. That little, you know, that little, that, you know, that turd in the punch bowl. They need that turd floating in the punch bowl to remind them of that. Yeah. I'm just saying goodbye, Lisa. uh, Lisa's on with me next. Lisa in the chat there, she's leaving, so 
Lisa, we'll catch you next Saturday when you interview Barry Fitzgerald with me. There you go. But you're on next Sunday, Mike. You're on next Sunday. What's the subject for next Sunday? Oh, fuck. Um. Uh, <laughs> I'll fuck be a clue. Oh, zombies. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to talk about zombies this week. I was zombies. looking forward to that. that. I was honestly looking forward to that uh, test you were taking in Twitter. Could, why don't you tell everybody about it? Maybe they can hold on. The zombie hookers. I, I, I did a poll on what to talk about this week, and it looked like for a while, and I do have a story about zombie hookers. They are a real thing. By the way, zombies are real. They're not the Walking Dead type of zombies. But you'll hear more about oh, that on the show next week. With uh, ne- the show here next week, yeah, um, or whenever we're gonna have it. Fuck, whenever you see me talking about zombies, um, <laughs> you'll, get to, you'll get to hear about the types of zombies, both in, the, in my religion, the zombies in my religion, and um, the zombies that. And I actually met. A couple mm. of zombies, uh, two types okay. of zombies. I met them both, and they're not the Walking Dead type. They're not there to eat you. Um, they'll fucking kill you, but they won't eat you. <laughs> it's going to be a very interesting it interview is. because, it really is. Is because <laughs> yeah, it's going to it's be, going to be a fun show. The zombie show will be a lot of fun because um, yeah. I'm actually going to give a, a you know. It'll actually be a serious conversation about zombies and zombification. Um, It's a, it's a, it's actually when you hear about it, it's absolutely, it will terrify you. It's going to scare the shit out of you when you hear about it. So, I'll need to download some pictures. (laughs) (laughs) Send me some. Send me some, and I'll download them. Oh my god! Yeah. Um, Send me some, and I'll uh, download some. Do you know what? I might still have some zombie powder. And no, everybody, it's not going to be available in the Bolden Bunker store. No, you cannot snort this shit. I think I might still have a vinyl of it. I can show it. I can't tell you all the yeah. ingredients in it, because I'm not allowed to tell you all the ingredients oh, in it. No, but I can at least show it to you. It's some nasty shit, I'll tell you that. Yeah, yeah. It'll get you, you know, it'll get you fucked up like Percocet, though, if you take it in small amounts. <laughs> I do not um, recommend taking no. powder as a recreational drug. I'll turn on I'll turn on the TV and it'll be live CNN. Man takes zombie powder, runs through town naked with a pair of flip flops on. <laughs> it will not turn you into stone test bunnies, guys. Just to let you know, it's yeah. it'll turn you into some, yeah. but it ain't it, it, it ain't good. So, a question, a question before we leave for tonight. What's the show this week on your show? Shadow People. Oh. That's what everybody, the poll mm-hmm. uh, the poll that I ran over the weekend, we're yeah. going to be talking about Shadow Well, I'm going to be talking about Shadow People. Um, not talking about the, you know, the bullshit you see on the Travel Channel. I actually had a very unfortunate encounter um, with yeah. Shadow People. Now, I'm saying people. I'm not talking about person. Notice I'm not saying person. This was a group of shadow people. Um, mm. And it scared the ever-loving shit out of me. So. I, bet, I bet you did. I and you know you. with all my stories and all my experiences, there's always a twist. I'm not going to tell you the twist. You never hear the twist till the end. <laughs> so, Mike, do you want to plug out, plug your channel and plug your channel? You know I suck ass at, at oh, promotion. Oh, on YouTube, it's Mike the Make It Bigfoot. Um, also known as What the Fuck Paranormal Chat. But if you go on YouTube, you'll see my time. If you type in, or even if you Google Mike the Make It Bigfoot, you'll pull up my Twitter account, which is at man 3 Mike the Make It Bigfoot. Um, or you'll pull up my, uh, my YouTube account. No. Feel free to watch my YouTube account. Now, on my Twitter account, you know, it goes from me talking about the paranormal and supernatural world mm-hmm. and talking about what's going to be on my show to me talking shit or me talking, making jokes or me talking about my garden um, mm-hmm. or getting high. So you will be entertained by my, my Twitter channel. So, And the link to my uh, 
to my YouTube channel. It's on my Twitter profile, too, if you need help to find it. Yeah. But if you go to my YouTube channel, I have lots and lots of videos. Well, not yeah. lots and lots. I do have lots of videos. Oh, yes, um, you do. I do it in, I do it in a, a very non-traditional format. Um, but I'm sure there'll be something there that you will enjoy. And hopefully get you to come back to watch a few more. I do enjoy having people watch it. Um, because it feels like that, you know, my shows, my shows meant to be both, um, informative and educational. So, and entertaining. Mm-hmm. So you will be entertained, shocked, scared, horrified. Um, mm-hmm. but you'll go away, hopefully a little bit more educated on the subject. Yeah. <laughs> So, ladies and gentlemen, if you go to the Bald and Bonkers website, you will find our local page. You will find Mike's links there on our Bald and Bonkers website. All the links for his site, you know. Do you dare enter the Chamber of Farts? Yes. Enter the chamber and be doomed. Be doomed. Abandon all hope, ye who enter. So. So, do you want to take us out of the show with your usual? Do you want to take us out of your show? Well, guys, as always, we want to thank everybody for tuning in tonight live and seeing us live. Uh, me and Chris will love you a long time, folks. We love you a long time. Please come back on our next episode and watch us. Um, for those who are watching the replay of this, I appreciate you so freaking much. Love having you watch, guys. If you like what you've seen, hit the subscribe button and the like button. Uh, if you have any constructive feedback, please leave the constructive feedback. We do like constructive feedback. Um, if you want to be an asshole, that's you. That's on you, boo-boo. <laughs> <laughs> but we do take constructive feedback seriously. It helps us improve our shows in the future. Yeah. yeah. So thank you so much for coming out tonight, guys. Love you a long time. I'll talk to you behind the the scenes, uh, Mike. Catch you later, everybody. Here's the theme. One!